Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. You cheeky so-and-sos. <laughs> and this story comes from Lucy Diamond Sky, who says, Me, 16 female, with my mum, 32 female. She decided she doesn't want to be a mum anymore sending me to live with my aunt. Personal issues. My mum told me that she wishes she never had kids. I'm 16. She has pretty much decided she cannot stand to be a mum anymore and has asked my aunt to let me attend high school where she lives. My aunt cannot have kids, so she was willing to take me. This means I have to move 200 miles away to a good school, but not the one I grew up with. I am a junior in high school this year and it will mean I have to do all my work over again, making friends with people, getting to know teachers. Not only that, I've been in drama for the past two years and I was supposed to be a drama director this year. My mum is ruining my life with this. I feel like I will not be able to do all the things I worked for and thus put on my college report. I will be the nobody, like they will let me be class treasurer if they don't know me. I have a job here with good hours and an understanding boss. I'm not sure what to do. I've tried talking to my mum, but my dad divorced her and I have not spoken or seen him in nine years. So she says I need to let her live her life. She's signed up to go back to school, quit her job and is on student loans. She sold the car I was supposed to use to get to work and has been giving me boxes. I am supposed to move in a week right before school starts at my aunt's. I need help. I always find it incredibly hard when young people are involved like 16 years old and having to deal with this, having to deal with that now. I couldn't imagine having to deal with something like this at that age. Your mum turning around to you and saying, you know, she wishes she never had kids and just saying to her sister, oh, can you take my kid in because, you know, I can't be dealing with this anymore kind of thing. But I've got to come out of this from a pragmatic way because I can't think of another way to deal with it right now with what you must be going through. And I think the only way is, is that, that do you want to tr- attempt to stay with your mum, someone who doesn't want you around or go to your aunt who's taken you in? Yes, it's a massive change for you. And I know it's going to be absolutely awful, all this sort of stuff for you to deal with. But again, just trying to be pragmatic about it. Staying with your mum is just doesn't sound like it's a good course of action for you. And as I always say, I know that's very, very easy for me to say because, you know, I'm not the one who's living it. I'm not the one who's got the feelings dealing with it. But I kind of think that might be the only way forward at the minute. But Knife of says, this is not going to ruin your chances for college. If anything, I think it will give you an edge. Your experiences, these obstacles and the way that you will overcome them will illustrate the type of character you have. The type of character colleges like to see. I think you need to accept that you will be moving because... Short of doing something seriously drastic, it is what will happen. Make the best of it. At my high school, the new girl always got all the attention. 
please don't go into this with a negative attitude because then you'll have a negative experience. Go in with a positive outlook. Be friendly. Smile. Get involved in the drama group. I'm so, so sorry your mum is going through this right now. It's not fair. It's absolutely not fair, but this is the hand you've been dealt. You've got to play with it. Latufu says, The good news is your chances of going to college are not ruined. Grades are still the determining factor in your application. Extracurriculars are important, but it will not be the end of the world if you're not class treasurer for your junior and senior years. In fact, you will have a much more compelling application if you can show, say, student government freshman slash sophomore year than SG senior year. A quick explanation of why you weren't junior year moving will be very well received, especially when you demonstrate the ability to adapt and overcome to stressful circumstances. That is what the admissions board is really looking for. Look at this as a gift, an opportunity. Give your aunt a chance and focus on your goals. Just adjust them to fit your new environment. Trust me, in two years you'll be glad you made the switch instead of trying to stick it out with a mother who is obviously very immature and self-centered. Mashuto says, Do you think your life would be better if you stayed with a mum who didn't want you around or do you think it would be better to start fresh in a place or living with someone who actually cares enough about you to care for you and take you in? I'm really sorry this is happening, but I feel like staying with a mum who doesn't want you around would be so much worse than getting a fresh start, even if it means leaving behind everything you have built for yourself. Snorville says, I'm so sorry. This is really shitty of her to do. Have you talked to your aunt? And to echo everything else that's been said, this will definitely not ruin your chances for college. You'll be fine as long as you keep your grades up. Join the drama club at your new school. Is your current job part of a chain? Could you transfer to a store in the area? If not, ask if your employer will write you a letter of recommendation. You could volunteer to write it yourself and have your boss sign it off if they don't like to write. Good luck. Elementality22 says it won't ruin your chances for college if you have good grades. Most schools are not all about your extracurriculars. You can still be involved in a new school and with it being before the start of the new year, that's even better. I was in a similar position years ago, where we had to suddenly move, but in my case, it was during the school year in February. So over the course of a weekend, I was ripped out of school and my home and had to move states away. Within five days, was in a new school with people I don't know who are already friends. Had I started at the beginning of the year, things may have been different, but I didn't let that stop me. I got involved with clubs, made some friends and got to know some great teachers. So while it's shitty your mother is doing this, it's not the end of the world. She had you when she was just your age and probably feels like she missed out on a lot in life because of it. That's not your fault, but I can at least see where she's coming from. Then OP went on to give us an update which says, I just wanted to give an update. I forgot I had even posted on here with everything going on. I ended up going to my auntie's. She came and packed up my whole room with me and drove me to her house. It was really hard because my mum was already talking about selling the house and moving to some other city so she could start her life. I still have a lot of pain from what she did, but living with my aunt and uncle has been a great experience. Mr. B, my boss, got me a job at a subway where my aunt lives. I really like the people I work with. I started dating someone at my new school and we've been together for five months. Dan, 17 male, is great and we're in the same grade. He just turned 17. So we had the whole year together. 
School is ending in a few weeks and we have plans to go to the beach with my aunt and uncle for a week. I met some new friends and got involved with volleyball and took part in drama. I also am assistant treasurer because I was able to talk to the teacher in charge of the group and said I wanted experience. When she saw my transcript, she said I could assist the girl who got the position. The girl, Jolene, is actually really cool and we became pretty good friends. I still keep in touch with my friends from home, but I really feel like I have a great support system now. I haven't told anyone why I moved here just yet, minus my boyfriend, because it's too embarrassing and I don't like to talk about it. I was doing really good and had decided I didn't really want to see my mum again, because who abandons their own kid? My mum came up last week and she has been waiting around to see me. I didn't know why until Saturday because my aunt finally told me because my mum barged into the house and refused to leave. Auntie asked if I wanted to talk to her and I told her I would. My mum said she was so sorry for the way she treated me that she wanted to know if I'd move back for my senior year. She said we could pack up any time I wanted. She then asked my aunt if she could stay in the guest room. My aunt said the room was mine. My mum said Lucy doesn't mind sharing. My mum tried really hard to get me to chat with her alone, but auntie stayed with me. It came out that my mum wanted me to come home because her boyfriend left her and she blew through her money. Auntie told mum she needed to leave and then told me that my mum had been calling her about the check my birth father sends her. I guess she contacted the lawyer, said I was in her custody and my mum signed the papers my aunt asked her to. Mum didn't realise it meant the check was coming to auntie, who said she put most of it into savings account for me. There were some things she needed money for and I'm grateful she is paying for me and keeping me. It could have been so much worse. I guess the checks were pretty big, so I just told my mum not to contact me again. It hurt. A lot. The only reason she wanted me around was because of a check. That said, I guess my aunt has my father's number. She said he wants to talk with me when I am ready, so there is that. I'm not sure what to do now. It just hurts. And I guess my only advice for that one would be is you do things at your own pace. Take it slow if you need to. And just do what you need to do. If you want to see your father, then that's totally up to you. But if you don't, again, that is up to you. I think that's a very, very personal choice in how you want to deal with it. And you can do it in a whole number of ways, taking it really slow or meeting up at a coffee shop with your aunt or something like that. Or maybe just starting off with letters. There's many, many ways, but as for your mum, I think you need to do what you did after the first update and just move on because that sounds so bloody painful to deal with. And there was one thing where you said, and again, it's totally up to you, but you said you haven't told anyone why you moved here just yet, minus your boyfriend, because it's too embarrassing. And I understand that you don't like talking about it. That's totally understandable, but don't be embarrassed about your past. We all have our stories. We're, we're all books in our own little ways. And I just don't think your story is anything to be embarrassed about. You're not the one who did it. You were just living your life and you're having to deal with the consequences of someone else treating you this way. And you just come across as an incredibly brave person to me. So keep being you, please. But what do you guys make of OP's story? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. What would you advise them to do? And let's move on to another story. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And our next story comes from One Opinion 850 who says, Am I the asshole for telling my future in laws that I still won't attend the engagement party they want to throw my fiance and I? So this was playing on my mind, and given that, I decided to seek the opinion of others. My fiance and I met five years ago. He proposed to me six months ago. His family were really excited for us and brought up wanting to throw an engagement party. It got delayed due to reasons, but a date was set eventually for November 1st. Back in July, I found out that, despite my asking them not to, my fiancé's mum and siblings had reached out to my half-siblings to invite them to the party. They were attempting to hide it, so for me, I believe they realised it was wrong, though when confronted, they said they wanted to surprise me with them. For those who might ask why I didn't want them there and why I would not see that as something sweet, I was an affair baby. I share a father with my half-siblings. Their mother was very unaware of what was going on until my mother showed up at their doorstep and said that she didn't want me and then everything fell down around the family. My father ended up divorced, his four older kids never forgave him, and he had nobody else to offer me. When I was eight years old, he died very suddenly and I was put in foster care, with a social worker who provided far too much detail for me as a kid. Like how my half-sibling's mum had been named by my father as guardian for me, but she didn't want me. How she and my half-siblings had not wanted a sibling relationship maintained. Also mentioned how my mother had been from a family of criminals and addicts, and that she was the best of the family, but could not be found. So I spent three years with her as my social worker. Then she got fired. I did reach out to my half-siblings a few years ago. Some contact was made, but I could tell they would never consider me their sister. I would never be one of them or a true part of their family, and that hurt too much. They weren't bad people. They were fine, but when I brought up maybe it was better if we didn't stay in contact, they enthusiastically told me that they hadn't felt any kind of care for me either, and they thought it was for the best. So I left that part of my life behind. I do not want it dug back up. My fiancé's family knows this. My fiancé told them since they had gone behind our backs, we would not be going to the engagement party. He also told them it was bad enough for them not to be invited to our wedding. A week later, his mum reached out and offered a very sincere apology with a promise of them never doing it again and changing the date if it would make me happier to attend. But she really wanted it to be water under the bridge. I told her I didn't feel like I could trust them not to go behind my back again. She told me she understood, but another few days later, she told me it wasn't fair to hold this over them forever and reject a sincere apology, the way I had by not showing still. The rest of my fiancé's family think I'm ridiculous. Am I the arsehole? Absolutely not the arsehole in this situation and telling you that you're overreacting. I mean, what the hell? 
just absolutely stomping all over your boundaries knowing your your history as well and what you've already been through and you know thinking that it should be sort of water under the bridge i mean <laughs> that's just no words for it is there and then getting upset because you're rejecting a sincere apology which you didn't do at all by the sounds of it and even if you did you wouldn't be in the wrong for doing so anyway she can apologize that doesn't mean you have to forgive and they're the ones that's fractured the relationship they're the ones that's broke the trust and now you're having to deal with that as well i mean but my panache says holy shit not the arsehole i'm so sorry op i cannot imagine having to process all of that as a child and young adult and then have your in-laws go behind your back and violate a very simple boundary fine prune says nope not the arsehole but people with healthy happy families often struggle to understand that not every family is like theirs it's good that you have your partner supporting you it's really up to you and your partner to decide if this is a hill to die on i can totally understand why you would feel it is i come from a not so healthy family and you have to put the boundaries in place do you think you will be able to forgive and move on with time op replies saying i think it would depend my fiance's mum is the only person who apologized but she's not the only person who took part in what happened and everyone else seems so unapologetic to the point that they think i'm overreacting i'd like to be able to but i don't trust them right now and that bit really pissed me off as well is that you know there's the rest of the family who's all really unapologetic and they think you're overreacting I don't think you'd ever be able to look at those people the same way again because they're always going to be look at you in in this light and just why would you want that in your life but okay lk says not the arsehole you haven't rejected their apology you accepted it however accepting an apology doesn't absolve them of what they did neither does it make you forget their actions nor how they disregarded your wishes they broke your trust they need to regain it an apology is an admittance that they did wrong but it doesn't automatically earn the trust back as either of them asked what they can do to earn back your trust sounds like they want you to just ignore it and move on definitely an asshole move on their part and one more from extra who says and not the asshole you're still taking the time to process and grieve what they did to you you didn't have to sweep it under the rug and forgive them immediately the reason mother-in-law is downplaying it is she realizes she fucked up and is now worried you'll never forgive her which she should worry about because her actions warrant it. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to one more story. And this one is a UK-based story from Optimal Promotion 879 who says, am I the asshole for not moving from my booked seat for an elderly person? I, 32 female, recently got on a train across the UK from London to Aberdeen. It's a seven-hour journey, so I booked myself a first-class seat well in advance. First-class seats on trains in the UK can be expensive, but I decided to treat myself because, one, I was making the journey the day after returning from a two-week-long work trip abroad and I knew I'd be exhausted and totally unable to function. Two, I knew I'd have work to do on the train, so I wanted to make sure I had space and comfort to be able to work. Three, on certain trains in the UK, the first-class carriages have individual seats, which means you're not sitting next to or sitting opposite anyone. The space is entirely your own and you can spread out over a little table. I specifically booked one of those seats to enable me to work. I got on the train at London and sat in my seat. The seat they'd assigned me was also the priority seat. 
Priority seats are the ones at the end of the carriages for people with mobility issues due to age or disability, etc. A woman got on after me who was around 60 years old and pointed at the sign above my head and quite rudely told me, told me to move because she was elderly. I told her I'd booked the seat and she'd need to speak to a member of staff to find her one. She pointed out that the train was full. Even first class was full and there was no other seats. I apologized but reiterated that I'd booked the seat and wasn't going to move. Eventually, a train guard came over to try and help. The lady had booked a return ticket, but she hadn't reserved a specific seat. For those who don't know how trains work in the UK, if you have an open ticket and haven't also booked a seat reservation, it means you can travel on any train, but you aren't guaranteed a seat unless there's one available. He asked if either of us would consider moving to a standard class if he could find us a seat. I again refused, explaining that I booked a seat well in advance and that I needed it. He asked if anyone in the rest of first class would mind changing and no one agreed. Eventually, he took the woman to standard class and I assume he found her a seat there. I felt bad, but I also don't think I needed to put myself in severe discomfort because someone else didn't think ahead and reserve a seat. Am I the asshole? Edit, since it's apparently not clear, at no point was I aware this was a priority seat before getting on the train. Now, I'm definitely going to go with a not the arsehole in this situation. This is down to the train companies. I don't think they should be allowing those seats to be booked out online or however if they are priority seats. I absolutely hate the majority of train companies in the UK at the best of times. No offense to their staff at all. I've always had pleasant experiences with their staff, but just the trains in general and dealing with the systems that they have in place, the way that they absolutely pack out the trains, like you're shoulder to shoulder having a, a long journey. And it was just awful in the mornings trying to get to work. I needed two trains to get to my workplace. And, you know, you just stood up, especially in the summer months when it's all sweaty in there as well. Oh, absolutely awful. The majority of the trains that I used to use getting home were always late. And, you know, to, to get a refund on those late tickets, you have to go for a pain in the ass system by emailing them every journey that you had so i tell so you had to list all your journeys that you had throughout the day and mine was a uh, one two three four five six i think it was like it counted as seven different journeys or something like that so i had to list all those out the ticket numbers to get a refund of three pound 55 or some bullshit like that it absolutely winds me up don't get me started on it again not the arsehole from me but let's have a couple of cheeky comments to see what's going on but we'll start off with narek who says the train companies are the assholes here Absolutely. They sold the disability seats as the most expensive seats on the train, and they tried to get the person who bought those seats to move to standard. Those seats should, in my opinion, never be sold unless the occupier is disabled. That's on the train operator. It's not on you. Not the arsehole. Edited to add, I looked at a random time in a few weeks for London to Aberdeen trains. It was a standard price. Then it was plus 120 for first class. Then if you wanted the individual option of first class, it was another 50 God damn, I didn't know it was that expensive. And they wanted you to move to a standard seat for that and there was no way you had been reimbursed. They would have forgotten about that pretty quickly. Pretty anxious says, not the asshole. I may be downvoted for this, but why was everyone else on the train in first class asked to move to standard before the lady in question who didn't book a seat was moved? Snowgoat says, not the asshole. If it was a first class seat on a plane and someone asked you to move to economy, you'd tell them to fuck right off. <laughs> Same applies in my mind. And one more from Empresario who says not the arsehole. Fellow Brits here. 
You paid for and specifically allocated yourself a seat due to the multiple reasons you list above. 60 isn't even that old. Like you say, the controller likely found her another seat, but not in first class. She'd have been fine. And you know what us Brits are like. I bet there was some tutting going on in that train. A bit of, oh God, they want us to move. <laughs> but now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Would you have moved? You Maybe you disagree with all those comments completely. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and and just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the channel, your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I'll see you, uh, you cheeky so-and-so, especially you, Andy. <laughs> and I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs. Eat some breakfast, milk and eggs. Brush my teeth up, wash my Face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a dead. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.